Welcome to my world. I'm Ash, your host of The Highly Sensitive Astrologer. Come and sit with me while we explore the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. Together, we'll explore astrology, herbalism, intuition, and most importantly, becoming empowered as sensitive souls. Hello, this is Ash, here to welcome you back to another episode of The Highly Sensitive Astrologer. I am a highly sensitive person, I'm an astrologer, I'm a queer person, and I'm also a great lover of Chiron, the centaur asteroid, and also many other asteroids. So I'm going to be diving more into that in the next few episodes of the season of the Highly Sensitive Astrologer. And I wanted to start with Chiron because I feel like Chiron holds some special symbolism for highly sensitive people specifically. And when we look to the namesake of this asteroid, of the centaur, in Greek mythology, Chiron was considered to be the wisest and most just of all centaurs. And Chiron was known for his knowledge and skill with medicine and his ability to deliver like calm wisdom. And if you've read the work of Elaine Aaron on highly sensitive people, then you know that historically highly sensitive people have served a role in society of being a consultant, of being a respected oracle, of being healers, of being teachers. And Chiron, as one of the centaurs, was considered to be kind of the level-headed centaur amongst this group of mythological creatures these centaurs who were more wild, who were more, um, you know, unpredictable, who were kind of out there partying. And that's often how the centaurs are talked about. And so Chiron was the one who, like, kind of had it together, so to speak. Um, Not that Chiron didn't have his own set of issues, because he certainly did. Um, So the story goes that Chiron was immortal, and one day he was pierced with a poisonous arrow, and as the master of the healing arts, was not able to give was not able to heal himself, and so had to give up his immortality. So Chiron in our natal chart, it represents a wound or a fear that we have. It sometimes is attributed to past life experiences, although I find that it's just as frequently related to something that's happened in our own life. And in terms of like the past life, present life thing, I feel like sometimes we can become really obsessed with the idea of past lives. And I do think that looking at 
inherited generational patterns can be super useful. Whereas looking at experiences that we may or may not have had in past lives and how they show up in our current lives can sometimes distract and distance us from wounds that we have experienced in our own lifetime. And even inherited patterns that don't relate to romantic um, memories from our past. So Basically, the Chiron wound, it tends to come up in people's lives on a regular basis. There's a lot that we can say about Chiron in general. Um, as a celestial body, when we look to the mythology behind Chiron, and so just in the time that we have today on this podcast episode, I wanted to talk about how I see Chiron relating to and showing up in the charts of highly sensitive people. So Chiron is an asteroid or a planetoid. It was discovered in 1977 and is part of a group of celestial bodies that are called centaurs. And these celestial bodies, they are in what's called the Kuiper Belt. which is a space between Jupiter and Neptune. So we're looking at outer planets here and so, and also the centaurs are moving between what we consider to be the traditional planets or even the visible planets and the invisible planets or the more modern planets. So they have this quality of being messengers, moving between the seen and the unseen worlds, and also moving between what I like to think of as kind of like personal experiences. When we look at the personal planets or the seven traditional planets, the Sun, Moon, Mars, Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn, and more of the generational planets, which would be Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And Chiron, as well as other centaurs, they are in this kind of in-between space where they stay, typically Chiron, for example, stays in the same sign for up to four years. It takes 50 years for Chiron to move through the entire zodiac or move through all 12 signs. And so it is a little bit like um, Saturn or uh, even Uranus where it's staying in the same sign for not necessarily like an entire generation of people, but for like a subsect kind of generation of people. So people who were born the same year of you as you, they will often have the same Chiron sign that you have. But you'll all have it in, of course, different houses, different parts of your chart, you'll have it in aspect to different planets. And so it's going to play a different role in everyone's life, even though you and people who were born around the same time as you might share the same placement. So Chiron showing up in the same sign for a group of people who were born during roughly the same four or five year period, it speaks to a shared fear or a shared concern, a shared worry that a specific group of people might have had or have, might have shared. Now, the way that this 
sometimes shows up for highly sensitive people is that in their chart, they kind of embody that specific Chiron wound that showed up for that specific generation. Or you could look at it from the perspective of saying they were very sensitive to the wound that was present at the time that they were born or the wound that continued to come up throughout their generation. And Chiron tends to become more of a personal component of people who identify as highly sensitive. So what I mean by that is like, when I read charts for highly sensitive people, I have noticed that people who have Chiron in the first house or Chiron um, with the ruler of their ascendant or the ruler of the hour marker, which I talked about on a previous episode, they tend to really like embody that archetype of Chiron, where they are very sensitive to a generation's pain. They maybe are even very sensitive to like their own family's patterning, their own family's wounding that needs to be healed. And they can even kind of internalize all of that wounding that's happening on more of a collected, collective or extended level and kind of take it on within themselves and become that wound or like kind of become that raw nerve. Chiron in the charts of highly sensitive people is often in alignment with their sun or their Jupiter. Maybe they are teachers, maybe they are healers of some way. And so they're embodying what Elaine Aaron talks about in her work on highly sensitive people that respected oracle archetype where people come to them for advice because they know that they will be very empathetic and understanding. But like the story of Chiron, often people who have this energy with Chiron, which is really common for highly sensitive people, they are like these healers who are able to give and give and give and give to other people. They're able to, you know, if they're not professionally therapists, maybe they end up kind of acting as a therapist to like their friends or to their loved ones. They can give and guide to other people so much, but they tend to struggle more with taking their own advice, which is something that I think highly sensitive people tend to struggle with a lot is that we probably know what we need to do to take care of ourselves. But because we've been conditioned to think that we shouldn't need to take the time to take care of ourselves in that way, because we are not fitting into our culture's ideal. In her work, Elaine Aaron says, highly sensitive people are prone to low self-esteem because they are not their culture's ideal. They tend to give more than what they allow themselves to receive. So understanding our Chiron placement as highly sensitive people is really, really important because it can help us to really go into that core wounding, that core part of ourself that feels misunderstood, that feels undervalued or underappreciated. And we can actually use our ability to be sensitive 
to that pain, to that wounding, to that part of ourselves in order to take steps to integrate the wisdom from that pain. And then people who are highly sensitive, who have these kinds of Chiron placements, they're in the perfect position to then take what they have discovered, what they have learned and use that to help other people. So it's not that we are totally rejecting caring for other people on every level. It's not that we are saying, oh no, we're not going to, you know, be there for other people any longer because that that's just not going to work for us. That's something that like we just naturally are good at, something that we're naturally drawn to do for other people is to hold space for other people and be tenderhearted and listen to their experiences and be empathetic with them. So we're not rejecting that. We're recognizing that that is indeed a trait that we have, that is indeed a gift that we have, that it does actually serve a purpose and work with our core wounding and our core patterns around what's wrong with us or how we don't fit in or how we are misunderstood in order to, I hesitate to say overcome because I think that makes it seem like there's a final end destination and that's not really how I see this working. I see this more working as an ongoing process of recognizing when our own wounding and our own thought processes around taking care of ourselves are floating up to the surface so that we can learn from those experiences and then share that to be a role model or a guide to other people. So this is part of how I see Chiron showing up in the charts of highly sensitive people and the experiences that highly sensitive people have, I go more in depth into how Chiron shows up in each of the 12 houses in my high sensitivity and astrology webinar, um, which you can find on my website, ashgravity.com. And I also go into all of the Chiron placements and all of the 12 signs in my Chiron journey workshop. So if you're interested in learning more about working with Chiron, specifically understanding your Chiron placement in your chart, those are a couple places that you might go and look and explore and learn more about that part of yourself. Or you might be interested in just working with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis and having me look at your natal chart and go through some of the things that I've talked about as it relates to highly sensitive people in a natal chart. One of the most well-known astrologers who has worked with Chiron and some of the other centaurs is Melanie Reinhardt. And I love this quote from her about why we work with the centaurs. And I think that this is also very relevant to the overall life experience of highly sensitive people. And she writes, when we have learned how to listen to our inner teacher, all experience can be enriching as part of the journey of our life, which we cannot but travel even in death. Our journey of awakening can be burdened by the density of the demons of fear, need for approval, attempts to conceal our vulnerability, and so on. However, they too are part of the journey. And what I really love about this is that 
it speaks to an experience that I think a lot of highly sensitive people have had, where their vulnerability and their sensitivity has been weaponized against them. Because other people and other people's conditioning has told them that vulnerability is a weakness, that sensitivity is a weakness, it's something that you do not share with other people, it's something that you hide from other people. And I also see this come up a lot in the charts of highly sensitive people in relationship to the eighth house, where they maybe have Chiron in the eighth house, or they have a Sun-Mercury conjunction in their eighth house. And there's an aspect to the eighth house that has to do with hiding things, with not sharing things with other people. But actually, the eighth house invites us to share what is there with other people to find an audience who can relate to our experiences. And that's how we do that healing work. And understanding the eighth house is part of how we tap into the ancestral healing that we need to do in our lifetime, which I think that Chiron and all of the centers, all of the centers also speak to this. They all speak to inherited family patterns. And in Western culture in the United States, it's been so ingrained and so conditioned into us and to our ancestors for so long that sensitivity and vulnerability and like sensitivity to messages, sensitivity to wisdom that's coming from beyond ourselves is a weakness. It's something to be ashamed of. It's not something to share with other people. When we can understand our Chiron wound, our eighth house, all of the centaurs and how they have a relationship to each other within our own natal chart, we can do that work to become empowered as highly sensitive people and not hold back on our gifts any longer. And I'm really passionate about this because I've seen it make such a huge difference in my own life and my own experiences with working, finding jobs, going to doctors, just living my life. I feel like if we weren't also conditioned to think that sensitivity was a weakness or something that needed to be hidden or tucked away or, you know, mindful of in order to protect ourselves from harm, that the world would just be a more beautiful and accepting place. And I feel that my job, my role as a highly sensitive person is to overcome the patterns that I've inherited from my ancestors, from my culture, from my conditioning around being afraid to show that I'm sensitive, being afraid to be vulnerable. And I think that Brene Brown is a great example of this. If you're not familiar with her work, um, The Gifts of Imperfection is a super amazing book. Honestly changed my life. But this is the moment in time in which we need to embrace vulnerability. We need to embrace sensitivity. 
and we play a really important role in doing that because we understand sensitivity we understand vulnerability we understand that it's not something that needs to be hidden away and one of the things that i often hear from highly sensitive people is that one of the things that they struggle with understanding is how even other highly sensitive people will often like put each other down or discourage each other from showing the gifts of their sensitivity, from showing the gifts of their innate vulnerability. And I think that this relates back to Chiron. I think it relates to the fact that we are expressions of the energy of Chiron. We are expressions of that wise, vulnerable, sensitive healer archetype. And that means that we have wounding around this. We have the wounding around this part of ourselves. And so then we as highly sensitive people kind of trigger each other into thinking, oh, I shouldn't be that way. I don't like this person because they're acting this way. And that's not the way that you're supposed to be because this is what I've been conditioned to believe is that you're not supposed to be sensitive. And so then we say things to each other like, oh, she's so sensitive. Oh, they're so sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. When in fact, we ourselves are also sensitive. And it just perpetuates this cycle of self-rejection, which I think is also something that Chiron can help us to understand is what is our pattern of self-rejection and how can we move beyond that into self-love, self-understanding, and self-appreciation. So I hope this all makes sense and uh, I'm curious to hear, you know, what you think about Chiron, how you see Chiron show up in your own chart. And I hope that if you're not familiar with the centaurs, if you're not familiar with Chiron, then you are curious to learn more about it, um, either with me or doing some research on your own. I think that you'll find that it is a very worthwhile endeavor to work with the specific part of your chart. Thank you for being a part of my world and I so value you coming on this journey with me and exploring the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. I hope that you will come along next time and check out the upcoming episodes for more details on everything I talk about in this podcast, everything I mention about my work as an astrologer and an herbalist. You can find out more information at ashgravity.com and I also invite you to come and follow me on Instagram where we go deeper and to our connections uh, as sensitive souls at Ash Gravity.